like one time we did like a whole episode. It was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And it got like, it, it was a debate. We had like, a, I was debating uh, Bob Dylan versus Neil Diamond. We were debating who was better. Ooh. Uh, and it would get like pretty heated at uh, points. Uh, but then when we finished recording, we realized the recorder cut off the last 20 minutes. So we had to re-record the last 20 minutes. And we were like, Did oh, you shit. like do a reenactment? We did. We like got the energy back <laughs> up. It wasn't as organic, but it's right. like, it's the best you can do. Well, you know what? Speaking of the best you can do, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty, yeah. It's classic, right? Yeah, yeah, iconic. It's iconic. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to get right into it. Okay. Because I feel like this episode will go everywhere, and I'm <laughs> fine with that. So yeah. let's just get us started. Can you introduce yourself to uh, our listeners? My name is Chris McDonald. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Straight up. Yeah. So this is Looking for Artists, as you know. Yes. You've listened to an episode. I listened to an episode. It was great. Great. I'm not going to give you the spiel of what we do here. Okay. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Here's a question of the day for you. Okay. This is a weird question, but okay. I, I really like to see how people answer it. This is the any machine, A-N-Y, any okay. machine, any machine. And in the any machine, you can go into it and go back to any time, any okay. place, as anything, anywhere, for any length of time, doing anything, anything you want. Anything blank, yes, other blank, can I do this? Can I be that? Can I be doing that for this length, amount of time? The answer is yes. So okay. if you could hop into the any machine. Uh, that's a very interesting question, uh, especially because I really like like old things in uh, different periods in history. Mm. Uh, whenever I've thought about this, uh, uh, did you ever see the movie Midnight in Paris? No. Okay. Uh, it's a Woody Allen movie, so Wait, I guess don't watch it now. Then yes, uh, I have. Yes. I, I didn't want to say yes and it not be that movie, but I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Owen Wilson. Yes, yeah, and yeah. like they go back into the 20s and like France. Yep. It's actually uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, and it's always like stuck with me where it's like they go back to the 20s and he's like, this is what I always wanted. I love this period in history. But everyone like in the 20s is like, no, this is like garbage. You should be back in the 1890s. That's where the real artists right. and like real things live. Right. And you kind of realize that like you're just kind of like pining for an idea of like a time period. And like everyone sort of has that. So it's not going to be the ideal that you want. Hmm. Uh, that's always kind of stuck with me. I like that movie a lot. And uh, I think that like message is very cool. Uh, that being said, I guess I really like the 80s. It's always kind of my favorite. Like, I love 80s music, fashion, movies. Uh, so probably, like, sometime in, like, the 80s as, like, I don't know, a cool bad boy. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's what I'd want to be. Well, that's what you are. Uh, thank you. Dude, that's why I try. you look like an 80s bad boy. Thank you. I bought this, uh, summer 1986. Hell I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I got, I saw it said 86 at a vintage shop. So and you were like, oh, swipe my card. Yeah. Oh, it has Basically. 80s on it? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> swipe? All right, dude. Um, so, Chris, bad boy from the 80s. Yeah. Is that your Instagram handle, by the way? No, I should change it now. Though. It's not a bad. It's handle. better than mine. It's just my stupid name. What are you? Uh, where are you from, actually? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, not not cool. too far from here, about an hour drive out of the city. Okay, and 
And um, did you go to school in New Jersey as well? Uh, mostly. I went to high school in Pennsylvania. I went to high school in the Lehigh Valley, which mm -hmm. is like uh, right across the border, pretty close to where I'm from. And then I went to uh, college in Queens. I went to St. John's University in oh. uh, Jamaica, Queens. What'd you study? Uh, TV film. Yeah. It was a thing, like, I used to do a lot of, like, PA work and, like, production coordinator work on, like, indie films and stuff like that. And it was, like, an avenue I wanted to explore. But when, once I started doing it, I didn't find it, like, super fulfilling. Uh, and then I, like, kind of dropped out of school and kind of, like, tried to figure stuff out before I got into comedy and, like, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this whole film, TV, PA life. Yes. What does that look like? It's it's a lot of work for not a lot of money. It's a lot of stress for not a lot of money. And I mean, if you're really trying to make it in the industry, that's like how you kind of got to go about it, which is why I think it's kind of like they get taken advantage of. Mm. And like depending on the shoot, sometimes you'll get like 250 for like a 12-hour day, which isn't bad. But you could also get like 125 for like a 12-hour day with like no overtime. And it's like, that sucks. You can do like way better than that at a lot of other jobs. So I was always like, eh, it's kind of like, it's fun, but it's kind of like too much stress for me for like the money you're making. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you, you checked that off your list. You did it. It didn't <laughs> feel very fulfilling. Didn't feel fulfilling, but it's like good skills to know when I make like comedy videos and stuff, I'll be like, oh, I remember how to do like some production stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I'm glad I did it. Well, you know what? It's really, okay. So presumably you went on to the next, which I want to ask you what that is in a second. Yes. But I think it's very awesome that you took that step because it's really hard to like pack your bags and like, you know, leave town if you've established any sort of like root, you know, yes. any type of roots there. It's like really hard to actually change the momentum of like all the work you're putting in. Yeah, I, I think it is very hard, but sometimes it's like... I think it's better. Like you got to make yeah, the change a lot. hundred percent. Yeah. But the risk of of the unknown, you know, the, the danger of the scary. unknown, it, the, it's scary. It's very scary. And you look at it without going through it first. You look at it and it's unknown. You don't know what it is. And it's it's just like, it seems insurmountable. Yeah. But it's like, if you're not happy where you're at, I mean, like how many times in your life where you're unhappy with something, does it get better? And you're like, well, I'm glad I stuck with this. Like, I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Only with things that consistently reward me after the fact. Yes. Like, it's funny that you say this, because I was just thinking about my days back in the youth choir. Okay. Every Saturday we had rehearsal. Yeah. And I would dread that shit, dude. <laughs> I would dread that shit. Like, for days before, I, I, that pit in my stomach would grow a little bit. I'd be like, my Saturday, Saturday's coming. Okay. And yeah. it's, here we are. Just because the the time commitment. I'm a kid. It's summer yeah, or whatever. Totally. I just want to do whatever. You want to be outside playing. Yeah, stuff I want to like be that. developing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be in youth choir. Yeah, but uh, every time after it, I would feel very fulfilled and very happy that I went. Not only because I got to see people and feel connected, but also just like you know, it felt good to sing. It felt good to do something that rewarded me. Yeah, I now use that skill. You know, like, yeah. like other things have sucked in the past. Like I've dreaded rehearsals. You can right. relate to this. Oh yeah. And then after I have a good rehearsal, maybe I have a shitty rehearsal, but either way, the rehearsal, it's going to show me how I can grow. And like, oh, at the end of it, I'm like, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's a good difference between like sticking with something that you know will be rewarding down the line as opposed to like thinking you've gone all the way with something. Okay, so what wasn't rewarding about the PA uh, cult- culture and lifestyle and also yes. what did you chase that is rewarding? What are you uh, what are you doing right now? Well, I I doing like a lot of comedy and like writing and performing stuff and I love that a lot and I'm very glad that that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, very happy with it. So I was glad that I left doing PA stuff and ended up doing this. What uh, performative things are you doing? uh, I mean, I have done a lot of improv, not so much anymore. I'll do like some character shows. Um, Me and my friends like film some videos and like stuff like that. It's just like a kind of mishmash of different comedy things. Are your videos like... uh can I view them? Uh, we're editing like one right now, but we shot like a man on the street bit outside of uh, Hugh Jackman in Madison Square Garden. Oh, awesome. And we did kind of like, you know, we had like games and like interviewed people and it went very well, oh, but good. it's just uh, finishing the editing. But yeah, nice. we want to do more of those. What type well. of editing style are you going for? Uh, I'm not editing it. <laughs> uh, I have very little insight into that world. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, if you can edit it, that's cool. Are you guys going for like specific like, you know, cut styles, or is it going to be mainly kind of unedited, just like long clips of interviews? I, I think it's just, yeah, it'll basically be pretty straightforward, kind of like a Billy Eichner, or like Conan or Letterman type That's on awesome. the street thing. Billy Eichner on the street, Billy on the street. Yeah. That show is so crispy. It's very crispy. I do know people who have like worked with him and are like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> really? Uh, yes. But I, I haven't personally. Oh, man. He's very talented. He's very funny. Sometimes I feel like in order to deliver the product, yeah. which is what we think of as Billy Agner, you have to be an asshole just to protect your sanity. That's true. I mean, like, I know people who have like interned for Conan and they're like, Conan's like, rough with like the writers in the writer's room but i imagine he has like very high standards and like right wants to adhere to those right um all right so my guy you also write oh i love to write <laughs> you love to write when did you find write. this out uh i guess i always kind of wrote a little bit like, i remember as a kid i would like we had an old typewriter and i would write stuff on that because it's like oh a typewriter that's cool uh and so i would write like short stories or whatever just fun because you get to play with all the ideas that you like and everything you like see in like film or books or like uh, TV, anything like that. You can like play with all those things and it's a great medium for that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I kind of want to know what the first like short story that you wrote on a typewriter I don't was. think I really remember. <laughs> oh, that's good. So what's the first story that you remember writing and feeling like or maybe the first story that you wrote and wanted to show people. It's a good question. Um, that I wanted to show people, probably not till like later, probably not till like recently, till I started doing comedy. Uh, or I was like, oh, I can like write sketches and stuff and have people perform and act in them. Other before that, it was just kind of like a thing I enjoyed doing, but not that I wanted to like put out in the world necessarily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird thing, like, as an artist, I feel like I'm constantly working on this thing. Yeah. It's not really for anybody, you know, but I'm just, like, working on it. I'm thinking about it all the time. I spend a lot of time refining it, and then when I've reached a point that I'm done with it, it's like, cool, 
uh, what do I, all right, what's next? Do you ever feel that? Like, what do you do with that? I mean, yeah, you've, I guess you mean like you put a lot of time of it in it and then it can be kind of like done really fast. Like you write, work on something for a long time and then it's just like over, like once you put it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of work for sometimes not a lot of reward. But I don't know. I think the thing with art in general is like, it should be a part of you. Like you're working on something that you enjoy or speaks to something inside of you. Like, I think art should mainly be for you because you're the one making it. And it's going to be an expression of you and, like, your message. Like, you can't really make art that, like, caters to everyone. Well, I guess you can, but I think that's generally not as good. Like, I think you need to make something that really speaks to you personally. Did you, like, were you aware of this as you were writing and developing your skills? Uh, I mean, in the sense that, like, I want to write what I want to write because that's what I like. Right. Uh, and I want to make it accessible to people, but I'm also like, I want to write it because I like it. And if it's not a thing you like, that's fine. But then I'm not really writing it for you. Are you writing anything now? Uh, it's still working on, uh, I'm working on a dumb, like, Doors character for the show I'm doing from the band The Doors. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> The, the Cole Steel. I'm working on Cole Steel. What is new Cole episode. Steel? Uh, it's a Wait, ra- this it's, sounds familiar. <laughs> it's a noir radio play with like several episodes, like a comedy noir. Ooh. I like it because I can uh, do different takes on like different ideas, like superheroes or supernatural stuff, and basically anything that I enjoy, I can do like my own little take on it. So I like that a lot. It's like a smorgasbord. It is a smorgasbord yeah. of like <laughs> genres and and like comedies and. Different, um, it, it almost felt like I was flipping through, you know, the Rick and Morty episode, where I forget what it's called, but it's like that, where he's flipping through the different universe channels. I have not watched Rick and Morty. Literally everyone is like, you would love it so much. Oh, dude, <laughs> I literally assumed that that was like a, one of your go-to shows. Yeah, I really need to, because I bet I would really like it. Do you, what's your hesitation? Uh, it's just time. TV shows, I'm always like, oh, it's a big commitment. Uh, sure. But it's on the list. I'll get to sure. it one day. So Cold Steel, when did you start Cold Steel? Yeah, I started. It's probably about like three years ago, around three years ago, I think. And how did it start? When, what what uh, was the first like idea? Um, I remember I was talking to my friend Corey Willis, who lives in L.A. now, uh, at this uh, bar. It's a bar a lot of the comedians at UCB at least used to hang out to, uh, McManus. It's like a big comedy bar, and we were hanging out there talking. Uh, and they're like, you know, we like would throw around a couple ideas for like shows and stuff we wanted to do and things like that. And I kind of wanted to do that's where I kind of got this idea for the radio play, where I he was originally the person I wanted to play Cole Steel. Mm. I was like writing it for him. Uh, and that's sort of like started the gestation, and we would like kind of talk about it late at night. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna work on this. And then I started working on it. And then he ended up moving to LA shortly after that. <laughs> But the idea started, kind of started there. That's kind of funny. I feel yeah. like that's something Cole Steele would actually do. Yes, move, move to LA. Like after in, like getting inspired to start a project. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of inspired me, and then I was like, okay, I'm, let me work on this, and I'll get back to you. And then just his own life was like, oh, I got to go to LA. Yeah, you, like, got, you got to do I what understand. you got to do. Yeah, yeah. And you, bur- and, and you two birthed this project in some way. Yes, that's right? true. That's true. Like your, your lines... I, I love this idea of like people being lines on this huge map that we call life that 
yeah. that encompasses all of time. And when lines cross and something is like made, yeah, I, that just like fucking lights my fire, dude. Like I get so excited. I don't know why. Like I don't even know the people. Yeah, or just like paths cross. When and paths stuff like cross, that. and when people like find each other and make something. It's because, very dude, cool. looking back at my life, all of my really important and like deepest relationships. Yeah come from the people that I meet that I want to make something with. Yeah, I mean, it's like a very intimate uh, relationship, like creating something together. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. all like in it together, working towards the same goal. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So who's on, so other than the your homeboy who pieced to L.A. Yeah, love was, your core. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing well. Oh, shouts out. Yeah. Um. Who, who else was on your like... Um, team like who, what was the next step like what'd you start doing? Uh, i was just kind of brainstorming characters and then i was like oh let me try writing it and then i wrote like the first episode because uh, i had like written sketches and stuff before so right. i was like okay yeah. uh and yeah i wrote the first episode and i was like i think this is pretty good i sent it to jacob davis mm -hmm. uh our mutual friend to see what he thought and he like gave me some notes but was like oh it's very good as well and then i just sort of like kept writing it and then uh Last year, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I had two episodes written, and I was like, oh, I should, like, put them up and do, like, a stage uh, reading somewhere. So I did that at the Pit Loft in Chelsea, and I got, like, a cast of actors, uh, and we did a stage reading, and that also went really well, and everyone was like, this is really great, you should keep doing this. So I've just been, like, working on it steadily ever since. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Um, I always feel like it's really weird because... I'm not from Jersey. Yeah. I'm fr from a little far further away. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. And you take maybe 15, 16-year-old me. That's about the time I started getting really interested in pursuing the arts just for myself. Yeah. Um, And you kind of, if you were to just write on paper the things that I'm doing now, I wouldn't believe you, or I would just be like, that's pretty cool and pretty weird. Yeah. Do you ever have moments where you're like, whoa, I'm just, I'm like writing things. Okay, so just for our listeners out here, this is going to tie into the question that sure. I just interrupted myself uh, with. It's this. Cole Steele is something that we're interested in blossoming further because as we've talked about, yeah. it's undergone some productions and some edit some pretty heavy edits and yes you've written it it's a thing yes right it's being read it's something yes. you're working on and developing uh, we're, always working we're on. interested in working on it as well totally like, very excited about that yeah i'm also very excited about that um but we were in that room yeah and all those people were in there yeah and i was and i looked at you because julie asked me to take a picture of you. Okay. Just to document. Yeah. And I, so I sneaked, I, I snuck some pictures of you that were, are actually pretty good. The angle's okay. like kind of legit. Yes, yes send me those. <laughs> I, yeah, I will. I will. And, um, and dude, I, I looked at you and like, I was just like listening to the work being read. And then I looked at the Rock Rising team. I was just like, it's weird, man, that yeah. your idea brought all of these people into that room yeah it's cool i guess i don't really think about it in those terms normally but that's very cool when you think about it that yeah way. if 10 year old chris saw that what or 15 year old chris like where were you at at that point in your life oh uh it's never like 
my parents got separated when I was like very young and it was a very tumultuous uh, separation. So like I would say from the ages of eight to like 17, I was like very depressed. Uh, I basically, you know, I'm an only child and uh, my mom was very depressed. I had to take care of her for many years. Um, So it was like, it was, it was a hard time. I mean, it's fine. You know, I'm fine with it now. But I do think it's like a time where it's like that also contributes to being kind of like imaginative and like escapism when you're like have a shitty home life and it's just you. And it's like, OK, you have to like go into these worlds. So that probably like helped develop that. Yeah. But it's very cool to be at a point where it's like, oh, yeah, people are like reading and like responsive to something that I made. Right. Yeah. That's really beautiful to hear, man. Yeah. it's, it's That's nice. great. <laughs> That's like really great. Uh, being in that room really fueled me up. Yeah, I it was like I, a I was, highlight for me of this summer, maybe. It's very cool that everyone really liked it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it was also really <laughs> funny. I was like sweating. I was laughing so hard. Oh, thank you. I had to open that door for some cross ventilation. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. Make you laugh until you sweat, you know. Get a good workout in too. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. So uh do you have any uh projects that you're cooking up right now? That are a little, uh, they may be secretive, you can't share too much, but. Right now, that's my main one. Uh, I have a podcast that we do weekly. Oh, yes, um, I was going to ask you about this podcast. Yes, uh, me and my friends Sean Hart and Cade uh, Weidenhoff, we host a weekly podcast about music. What's called, it called? It's called uh, Songs for Help. Ooh. It's on uh, SoundCloud, it's on uh, iTunes. Uh, yeah, we Is talk. Is it on uh, Stitcher? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is it on Deezer? I don't think it's on Deezer. We'll work on getting If enough people write in to Looking for Artists and they'll let me know if you want my podcast to be on Deezer. We'll start a Kickstarter to get your podcast on Deezer. Please do. Please Let's do. Let's do it. Uh, so what do you discuss in, uh, in, in your podcast? We'll talk about like music news. We'll like write songs about like, you know, bands that are coming to town, songs we can't get out of our head. Uh, You'll write them? Oh, uh, we'll we'll rank them and like review oh, them. Oh, rank them. Um, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, like songs on our Discover Weekly. We'll have like special episodes. Like we saw the movie yesterday. Talked about that. How was it? Uh, it's strange. <laughs> it's fine. I wouldn't like pay money, but if you like have the A list or you're on a plane, I say go for it. Sure. Is uh, the I, I mean, I think the idea is cool and worth exploring. I think the idea is cool. I don't think they explored it very well, Sure, <laughs> which is like my main problem with the movie. Do they make it like a rom-com? It's very rom-com-ish, uh, which is fine. I but, mean, it uh, could be cool, though. Yeah, it wasn't. There are a lot of uh, questions they open and like never answer. And I'm like, what? What's happening? Speaking of that. Yes. I have a treat for you at the end of okay. this episode, but. Keep going. Uh, yeah, uh, we had a special episode where me and uh, Kay debated who's a better artist, Neil Diamond or Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, very music-centric. I found out yesterday that former MTV, MTV VJ Dave, uh, Dave Holmes listened to an episode. I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, if you like music, check it out. Do you guys track like who, who listens and where? Uh, I think Kate is kind of like maybe does. I've never asked too much. Uh, we just got like a message from him, so I was like, "Oh, he listened," oh. which hey, was like cool. Ben, what do we use? Is it just YouTube statistics, YouTube analysis, or, or to track who's listening? Or are we using um, Simplecast? Oh yeah. So we I don't know how you guys upload your episodes, but we upload through Simplecast. Okay. And it has this whole data analysis thing and you can track okay. like where people are listening, how consistently. 
it's I, I imagine it being helpful depending on how your team you know how yeah how, how your team works okay that's definitely something we'll look into i would yeah, like man. to know we barely treat it like we put work into it but we're like ah, who listens to this but we uh but we love it and we want you to listen to it <laughs> that's how i feel with this yeah because for me it's funny you say art is something that you should make primarily for yourself yeah I dude think so. i get to hang out with rad people people every sunday yeah and have rad conversations and ex- hopefully right expand my mind yeah and and share my ideas with a fellow artist who's living you know in the city or hopefully we can expand the show so that it's just people you know just talking maybe not even artists strictly but i just like swapping ideas right and like trying to it's like that bruce lee mindset of finding what's working in other people that are interesting to me and then, like, seeing if I can apply what they're doing to my life. I think that's great. I think, you you know, you learn so much from other people. And it's like everyone has their own interesting stories that is really cool to hear. Yeah. So it's, like, great that you have a time and you get to do that every week. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's great to have you on, dude. Oh, yeah, it's great to be on. I and roll... No, I'm kidding. What if it's just, like, the outro That was song all the preamble. <laughs> I feel like every episode I make a... I make an outro song joke, but oh, it's yeah. just so funny. It's to a me. classic. You got to like do it. false start. Oh yeah, it's just like <laughs> oh oh now we're starting. Okay. Okay, so um, this this project that you're working on, yeah, um, Cole Steel, yes. not your podcast. Yes, Cole Steel is um, a theater, a live like theater experience yeah i i like to do it as like a like a stage reading type of thing um maybe have it recorded as like a podcast too but i would like definitely for there to be a live theatrical element to it oh yeah for sure so so are you also interested in writing in general for other mediums um yeah like i've thought of doing it as like an animated show or something like that maybe like writing it to like pitch it to someone like that um i like writing sketches it's i've written like web videos and stuff like that it's sort of just whatever appeals to me in the moment right like i'm open to everything it's just i gotta have the idea for it first yeah that's cool yeah well i'm just interested because i mean we can talk later yeah i'm interested in starting a new season of a vlog oh cool with a heavy emphasis on like skating and and maybe some water sports (laughs) <laughs> if, if i can develop the skills uh but basically um it'd be interesting to talk to you about like segments yeah of a, of a vlog right so that it's like establishing a tone that you can check in with like uh, part of, part of my favorite moments in the vlogs that i follow are like when you when these people are collecting all this crazy footage but then they it's like a cut to them in a familiar spot going yeah. over the familiar familiar spiel I really like that. Okay. You know? Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'd love to work on that with you. Whenever I have like uh like a web video type thing or whatever, I'm always like, I want to make it as much like David Letterman <laughs> as oh, I possibly nice. can. Yeah. Cause uh <laughs> I think his like he when he would do like man on the street segments or whatever, he, it would always be like the best. He would do like the dumbest, stupidest yeah. things, but they would be so funny. Dude, that's amazing because I love doing dumb and stupid stuff. And I also uh am interested in like um interact you know this the stranger interaction yeah it's like it's a fun thing to do (laughs) it's a really fun thing to do and like um you you it's kind of like an art 
Yes, because it's like you have to get people to talk to you. You have to be uh, like trusting enough where they know they're not going to get like humiliated. Right. And you have to be kind of willing to kind of like jab at them a little bit. Right. Uh, but also then kind of like turn the joke on yourself if it gets, they start getting like too mad. <laughs> have you ever tried stand up? No, I mean, I, I kind of do characters. I've thought of doing stand up. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. It's just not a path that I've like gone down. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Or I was like, a lot of people that I like and I'm interested in do stand up. Yeah. But for me personally, it's like, it doesn't seem. I don't know. You know, it's yeah, a hard just, road. You got to do road. a lot of open mics. Most yeah. audiences are not very happy. They're not rooting for you because they're like there to do their own open mic and then leave. Right. Uh, it's tough. I have a lot of respect for standups because it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that kind of like the vibe of the the old PA lifestyle? The old uh, theater or TV film tech um, lifestyle. Everyone I work with was always very nice. It was just always very stressful because it's like you have to get these done, things done, and then like someone would fuck up, and then you'd be like, "Oh great, now I have to like take care of this." It's just like very, like when I'm working, I'm a very much in a mindset of like, "What do I have to do? What has to be done now?" And like, "Okay, I have to get this done now. Then I do this. Then I have to get that done." And like, then it's like you're doing that all day every day for not a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> if there were more money, I would be more open to it. Um, are you in the city right now? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Like living? I live in, uh, Chelsea. Yes. Oh, cool. For how long? I've lived there about a year and a half now. Chelsea's really cool. It's nice. It's a nice area. Um, what, have you lived in other areas in the city? Uh, before that I lived in Harlem uh, for about three years. And before that I lived in Jamaica for like five-ish years. Yeah. Any interest in other cities? Um, New York's always been like my favorite city. I mean, I've thought about that. I've thought about LA or even like, I don't know, somewhere else like Seattle or whatever. Uh, but I've always loved New York a lot. And at least for right now, I would like to stay in New York. Like I remember uh, when I was in college, I studied abroad for like a semester. Where'd you go? Uh, I was in Rome for like four or five months. And like, that was amazing. That's Rome was awesome. very beautiful. You got to see like other parts of Europe, like uh, Barcelona and Budapest, and it was all amazing. Uh, but I remember like flying back into New York City, and I was like, "Oh, this is like still like the best." Like I've always grew up loving New York. I really love New York, so I'm I'm pretty set here, at least for now. Who knows? A lot of people move to LA for work, so that could certainly happen. Uh, but I really love New York. Yeah, you know the only thing. Where I look over at the West Coast and I'm like, hmm, yeah. is the the weather and like the beach. Weather and beach is nice. I also like to drive a lot. So like, oh, I would have a car. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, man. I like driving too. Driving's fun. Driving is fun, but it's also very stressful. Yeah. Because like taking time off from it and then coming back to it, like I drive so infrequently now right. that when I do, it's pretty alarming like like I drove this past weekend yeah, and I had the thought of like, this is not safe. This is not something that humans should be allowed uh, to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get that. It's a, but well, I think it's kind of like riding a bike. I can't ride a bike. So who am I to talk? But uh, I think it's like, you know, like you literally cannot ride a bike. I cannot ride a bike. <laughs> Did you ever have a bike? Um, it's like a kid. And like, I remember my dad tried to like teach me and that didn't go well. Uh, but, like, it was funny. I was in, like, Bushwick with my friend a few weeks ago, and he was like, you got some time before the train. Why don't you hop on the city bike? 
I was like, oh, I feel like an idiot, like you showing me how to ride a bike in the middle of like Bushwick. But I'm like, eh, it's fine. Did you did you get on? I did get on. How did it go? Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you have any interest in developing that skill? I guess it'd be good to know. I can drive. It hasn't really debilitated me that much. In right. Life. Right. But I mean, there's no harm in knowing. I mean, it. I don't know. I, it's like very rare that I've needed to yes. know how to ride a bike. I'm sure it would be good to know. I would I would not be opposed to learning how to ride a bike. Yeah. So I had this thought recently. I'm just kind of spinning this off yeah, of you yeah. because I'm just interested to see what you think. When you came in, we were watching these surfing highlights. Yeah. And with surfing, like I just grew up as a kid thinking like, Certain things are legit just because people are doing them and they've been doing them. Like, oh, there's an organization. This is a legit thing. Yeah. But when you think about surfing, you're out in nature. You're in the wild riding on a toy. It's a toy. Yeah. (laughs) And you're riding with, like, in very dangerous, sometimes very dangerous conditions and you're developing a skill that doesn't really benefit anyone, but it just is really cool. Oh, and yeah. you're on a toy. At the end of the day, you're on a toy in the in the ocean, a dangerous, oh, dangerous yeah. it entity. Seems terrifying, but like awesome. Right. It seems so cool. Right. So, but when I looked at that surfing like that, yeah, I started to look at a lot of things in life like that. Yeah. Like, oh, right. I mean, this sounds really obvious, right? But like, I longboard. Yeah. I longboard pretty aggressively. Yeah. And no, there are like, there are no, there are rules to this life where if I get hit by a car, I can get hurt. Totally. But like, dude, I'll just go out. I'm longboarding. I'm making really bold choices. And it's just like, no one's telling me to do this. It's kind of the same in, in what we do with our art. Right. So, yeah. So I kind of think I'm all this to say I, I want to speak to what you said about like the leaving the PA life. Okay. I was really strictly focusing on acting my yeah. first uh maybe four years here because they were it, I was in school for four years studying acting. Acting. And my brother, the skills that I learned are awesome and I yeah. use them every day. And I'm very, very thankful for the time that I had there and the career that I had at that school. I don't regret any of it. Comma. However. (laughs) (laughs) No buts. Yes. However. However, the life of being an actor, you know, outside of school is actually not that groovy. It's hard. It's, yeah, and, and so... My hesitation isn't with hard work. It's like, it's all about the people around me. If I'm doing shitty work with awesome people, I'll do shitty work all day. Yeah. Dude, I've done some shitty work with some class A dudes. Like uh, one of my gigs up here, because my, speaking of the vlog that 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 I touched on earlier, the vlog was mainly to let people in back home, let them in on, um, what it looks like for me to be an artist here while also freelancing and gigging it out, making it work while, 
not making a ton of money off the stuff that I'm making because at the end of the day, it should be primarily for yourself, I guess. Um, that, you know, that was my mindset. So yeah. I just wanted to show people what that was like. And dude, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of crazy because there's this question, Hey, how are you? And usually people answer that with like a conversation, but yeah. here in the city, especially among actors and people strictly pursuing that it's, how are you turns into the last five things that you've done that you could put on your resume that like is somehow going to convince you to keep them talking to you or hopefully that they can position themselves to get the next gig. Yeah. It's like, what is this about? It kind of comes into, becomes into like a bit of a contest or whatever. It's like, what are you booking? How much are you doing? Stuff like that. It's good to remember to have like a full life outside of that as well. Is there any of this in in the writing world that you've experienced? I mean, yeah, people put importance on things, and I, I try to not to let it. Like some people are like, "Well, I'm doing this thing." It's like that's great, you know. You just got to do what you want to be doing because, like, there are people who are writing for network shows who are unhappy. There are people who are like not writing for network shows; they're unhappy. It's never like the thing, you know. Like, it's cool, but if it's good for you, that's great. But, like, it's kind of useless to compare it because it's like, who knows? That could make, that person could still be doing worse than you in other ways. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what they want from that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. are you looking for, like, validation from me for being like, that's great. I think you're doing well. And do you, like, feel better about yourself because of that? Like, I don't know. Well, I'm just, like, kind of curious why, because it feels like, for artists yeah. in this city, specifically actors, but I'm also assuming it's true of artists, for them to be seeking validation, there's like that subtone, you know, it's like that, it's like that undertone of the conversation of like, say yes to, you know, nod along with me to what I'm saying. Like, do you resonate with what I'm saying? Am I being heard and affirmed? Like, that is so heavy here. And, it's a, I think that's a very artist thing in general, <laughs> where it's yeah. like, you like the attempt. I think that's why a lot of people do it, you know, why a lot of people act or do comedy or stuff, is you want that, like, validation and approval. For sure. Yeah. I just, I'm curious if it's like, if we could put that in the art. Like, why can't we just put that in the art? Uh, what, I, can, I guess you could. Like, you mean, like, putting that need for validation and approval, but not, like, acting on it? No, I mean, like, why, I feel like we're at the point now where people are making art for the validation and the approval. Yes. And that's, I feel like, a systematic issue. It's like, it's like almost designed to, here's, like, if you're an artist in America, you have to be famous in order to be successful in people's eyes, right? Yeah. So all of the artists out here who are not famous they're constantly trying to prove themselves. And it's like, well, you could be doing genuine art, really good work. It's just we're not, it's like we're not taught or not raised. First of all, we're not taught or raised how to be, how to be a professional yeah. you know, painter or a professional writer or professional whatever it is. Right. You know, we could go to school for being a teacher, you know, that's easy. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they don't really teach you how to do the art stuff as much. No. You kind of have to figure it out on your own. You want to uh, conduct a choir, though? Yeah. You can go to school for that. If you want to do people's taxes, you can go to school for that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it. I guess that's because yeah, art is kind of more like an individualistic path, right? Like with UCB, like with improv and stuff, like they are like, I can teach you how to write a sketch and like the format of writing a sketch or like the format of doing an improv scene. But they're like, I can't teach you to be funny. I can't teach you how to like make jokes that you think are funny. Like you have to do that. That's cool. Like certain. Um, that's cool that you said that. It, yeah, I had a conversation with uh, Dory who is a, he was a guest on LFA, the one, two, three, four, fifth guest, right before Jacob. Very cool. Which was one of my favorite apps <laughs> to record. But Dory was talking about how a lot of music conservatories, they'll have like this um, system set in place where if people are looking to hire musicians, hire out musicians, they can go through the school and get musicians that are, a baseline like a standard level of like you can be rest assured that like you're going to get a violinist of this quality okay why don't we have that with what we do uh i think it's more subjective you know like if i say i want like an artist like a painter let's say of like a certain quality um we could have two totally different barometers and what that means like i could be like oh, you know, Marth Rock, you can get Mark Rothko right over here, and you can be like, what? That's trash. His stuff looks like garbage. I don't like it. I don't understand it. It's just very subjective. But isn't it the same with sound? Um, I guess. Maybe less I don't so. know as much about music uh, in like terms of like what makes a note like sound well or like stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, But yeah, music is subjective as well, but I guess you can be like, this person is a certain level of good at being a violinist. I don't know. So because this shit is so subjective, what does your life look like in the city when you're not writing and, and pursuing the arts like improv? And oh, It's pretty fun. I like hang out. I like go to bars. I'll hang out with friends, watch movies. I don't know. Yeah. I, I go to like, I started doing boxing. I like doing that. Oh, it's very fun. hell yes. It's been really fun. I was there today. It's very Where fun. Do, oh, nice, dude. <laughs> Where do you train? Uh, me and my buddy go to this place, Mendez Boxing. On Mendez. A, I know about Mendez. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, cool. Yeah. I should go. I was. Uh, it was recommended to me. Yeah, it's like good. I mean, me and my friend are like a couple of schmucks, but like they train like real fighters and everyone there are like, there's a lot of like actual fighters who go there. And it's yeah, like cool. Man. It's like kind of dingy and old school, which yeah, I like. Dude. It's pretty, uh, I heard it's pretty like y y you have what you need there. Yes. I mean, like the trainers are really good and they're just like, yeah, like jump rope, shadow box, yes. work the pads. Yeah. Like it's very fun. Fuck yeah. Dude, I just started, well, not just, but almost, it's almost a year now, maybe eight, eight and a half months. I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That sounds cool. That's another thing. Me and my friend were like, we want to try that because that looks really cool. Um, will you try it? At some point, I would like to, yeah. Will you, uh, will you let me know when you're interested? Yeah, let me know if Dude, there's like cool. a place or something. You should come to my gym. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, it's Henzo's. Okay. Henzo Gracie. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're like really great. It's the family. Yeah. Dude, if you Wikipedia Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yeah. it's the other accepted terms for it are Jiu Jitsu and Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Okay. That's how legit they are. Yeah, they're like the legends. They're the legends. <laughs> they created the sport. That's awesome, dude. So, That's very cool. Dude, it's really cool. And like the thing about it is it's like this is such a poor like analogy, 
but people call it like um, physical chess in that you learn there are like set moves within jujitsu and it's basically battling off against another person and it's it's not so much strength right so the sport is designed for idea it's a lot of like grappling and like yeah awareness to yeah yeah, grappling and it's basically awareness it's positioning right which is your intelligence intelligence should win over just brute force yeah now if you get to a certain weight different differentiation it that does like it doesn't really matter because you can have like i can smash an ant every single day right but the reason I'm so hyped on this with you, yeah. is especially now that I n- know you do, <laughs> do boxing, dude, is that um, it, it's kind of like your Cole Steel writing style of yeah. like smorgasbord, like just rolling around. It's like more of a flow where you're 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 like grabbing things that you that you know how to do and stringing them together, and it's different and new every single time. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the reason like I wanted to do boxing was it's like oh, it's like a cool like nineteen thirties forties like tough guy type of thing, and I'm like Hell that's yeah. cool. I Hell do yeah, eighties <laughs> bad boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Are you doing the uh, eggs, the raw eggs in the morning? No, no raw eggs in the morning. Maybe uh, if I get more legit, I'll start doing that. <laughs> how often do you do it? Uh, we we go like three times a week. I went four times this week, but we try and go at least three times. Dude, that's pretty legit. Yeah, it's 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 like a good workout. I really like doing. I like doing it way more than I expected I would. Have you no like? Have you noticed your body feeling different? Uh, I like lost some weight, and I think I like put on some muscle. Um, For so sure. I've like noticed that, For which has sure. been like nice to see. <laughs> Makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, dude. You yeah. literally walk differently. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Like uh, two months. Two months? Yeah. Okay, so I think I met you before you started. I think you did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And we haven't seen each other that frequently. Yeah. Since. No. Because I remember you coming in here and, and me being like, damn, he looks like an 80s bad boy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Dude, Mendez Boxing. Mendez Boxing, up. I uh, recommend it highly. This They're is great. the second recommendation. <laughs> I, I should do it. It's a good gym. It's a good gym. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can do, like, they offer a free class, so you can go in and, like, do a free class, try it, do you see do if you want to sign up. Sparring? Not at that, not yet. The head trainer has to decide if you can, and he's like, you two still have a lot to learn. So cool. So like, further down the road. That actually makes me want to go even more. Yeah. That they're like watching and being careful and not just trying to. No, they're like, when you're ready, you can spar. Yeah, that's what's so crazy about this gym, uh, the Gracies. Yeah. Dude, the membership isn't cheap. Yeah. Mainly, I mean, it's not only because you're learning a crazy alien technology with our bodies. Yeah. But it's also because of the rent in a, in New York. It's just oh, like, for sure. you can't you can't make money with it opening a gym in the city unless you charge a certain price. So I get it. Yeah. But with all that said, they're not pushing people through this, the ranking system yeah. very quickly. It's it's like slow and steady. Yeah. They're not like trying to get your money. They're like, we really care and yeah. want you to like learn and go through the process. I did some gym shopping. Okay. When I was interested in starting it. Yeah. And, at other gyms, they showed more interest in me and were like, oh, cool. It's like, you've never done this before? And like, yeah. But at the Gracie's, they were just like, hey, welcome, you know, but nothing other than that. Yeah. And then it I was like just that. like, do it, 
this way. Oh, nope, your pinky should be going here. It's literally like specifics like that. It's like pink, you know, fingers inside. Right. I'm like, oh, word, cool, great. Yeah, I like kind of like the detached, like, okay, like we're not trying too hard to be your friend kind of trainer mentality. Right. Uh, we kind of like everyone at the boxing gym is nice now. Uh, my nickname's Smiley there uh, at this point. That's great, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that kind of like, like sometimes when we're training with them and like if we drop our hands, they'll like hit us in the face and they're like, no, <laughs> don't do that. But so I like the I like the kind of tough love, you know, yeah. kind of like classic like football coach or whatever aspect of it. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh let me I kind of like am pretty content with the conversation we've had, but I yeah. do want to ask you okay. a question real quick. For sure. And uh we can we can either end it or fizzle out with more combo, but okay. um, before before I'm done yeah. and open up the floor, I want to ask you an old school LFA question. Okay. And this is, if you could, maybe five to ten, however long it is, years from now, maybe it could happen next year. Maybe it happens in 15 years. Looking back on today, thinking kind of like that thought of your, you know, seven to 12 year old phase of now looking at where you are being like, whoa, that's drastically different. Yeah. If you could then be here, looking back here in, you know, 10 to 15, whatever it is, years, what, what does that look like, at least in your ideal you know, picture of, you know, the future and what that holds. It's, it's such a tricky, like it's tricky waters to navigate because yeah. what is the future, but you know I what mean, I mean? I'm, yeah. I mean, I'd like a thing, a big thing I'm like working on uh, now with myself is just like acceptance. Hmm. It's kind of like accepting who you are and every aspect of yourself. Like uh, don't forget your good qualities and all the things that you're great at and also recognize like your flaws. Just be cognizant and like, I would like to be in a place where I like accept who I am and I like trust my judgment like fully. And like, I've let that guide me through the past 10 and 15 years, like in the future, like through the next 10 and 15 years, I would like to let that guide me there. Like, I don't know what the specifics would look like, but I know that I can like, I'm on a good path. Yeah. And, uh, I just trust myself to lead myself along that good path. So I want to not be afraid of stuff. I want to try new, like whatever new things. And just trust myself that it's all going to work out in a good way. So I would love to look back in 10 and 15 years and see that I've done that. <laughs> Dude, it's, that is great that you said that because I feel like that's, that's like all you have to worry about. Yeah, I think if you trust yourself, don't worry about the specifics. You know, bad things are still going to happen to you. You just have to accept that. Just keep putting yourself out there and like trying new things. It's kind of like to bring it, kind of full circle like the question how are you doing yeah it's kind of like getting to a place in your life where you can actually just answer that question without you know having to prove anything right yeah without having to be like well i guess i gotta like show that i'm like doing stuff or this guy will be like oh he's not doing anything you know well can he's i just about say that. that from the outside because i don't know you super well yeah i hope to get to know you more yeah for sure that'd be great but from the outside my brother yeah my 80s bad boy <laughs> It looks like you're doing that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like you're not the type of person in my mind that when you come into a room 
that you have anything to prove. Uh, thanks. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm like that. Not all the time. I would like to be like that all the time. Uh, but it's a process, man. It uh, is. A I process. appreciate you saying that. Just like your work, though. Yeah. But like, your work is strong too. Yeah. So it's like, when I meet people like that, where in my, if I think about them and I'm like, oh, they're not trying. Yeah. But then they're putting in the work. That's such yeah. a cool combo. That's a cocktail that is interesting to me. Yeah. Where it's like you know. Uh, you're just confident in what you're doing and you're just keep, but that doesn't mean you stop working on it. You just got to keep working and getting better. Consistently, Consistently right? Yeah. So consistency is key. So I, in closing, can you give me like maybe five things, thoughts, exercises, thoughts. ideas, or motivational phrases for people that are trying to write or do improv, but they're kind of afraid to get their toes in the water? Uh, okay. Well, here's the thing I just heard on like an interview I heard last night which I really agreed with, uh, with Doc Hammer, who's one of the writers of the TV show The Venture Brothers, which is like a big influence on me. Uh, and they asked him, like, what do you think is like a hindrance to making great art? And he said, like, uh, I think ego and fear are the biggest detriment to making great art. It's just that failure, of, uh, that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And that like also ties into your ego because you feel like if you're failed, then it makes you be, have less worth. And it's just like not worrying about that. Like I think the best art will come is you're gonna fail. You might fail a lot, but like you got to keep doing it. That's where the staying true to yourself comes in and doing things for yourself. Because hmm. if you stay true to what you like, it doesn't matter if like other people think it's a failure. You're gonna keep growing in a way that's good for you. At yes, least that's what I think. I think they're so heavily connected that it's like success comes with failure. Oh yeah. Right? Everyone fails. Everyone fails. Yeah. And you're only able to succeed as much as you are willing to fail. Totally. Yeah. I think it's a big part. You have to be willing to fail a lot to succeed. So that's one. That's one. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're going to have to stretch it out. Uh, four more four words more. of wisdom. Uh, it can literally be like, go you. Go you. Don't okay. Give that, up. That's my second one. Go you. Don't give up. Okay. There's two. Um, yeah, just do it as much as you can. Again, like, don't worry about it being good. Just, like, get up and write. Go, that's like, perform. Three. That's um, actually a, that's really astute. Yeah. Just do it. Just get up and do it. Just do it. Some of the most, like, my one friend, uh, he's a director of this podcast network, Forever Dog Podcast Network, and they have, like, sh uh, shows with Kevin McDonald uh -huh. and stuff like that. Uh, and when I would talk to him, he was like, we just put up a bunch of plays. We wrote a bunch of shows. We would do them like every week, every month. And like they got good because they were just constantly doing it all the time. It sounds easy, and yeah, but it's not. It's very hard. And they weren't worried about it. Like, you know, it had to be perfect. They were right. like, we just have to do something. Just have to do it. And that's like always resonated with me a lot. Dude, I have this th this tattoo on my arm yeah. because I started this vlog and I got hyped on just following your ideas, trusting yourself and in yeah. building a momentum for yourself. And it's in my handwriting. And okay. I had just started the vlog because I had an idea to do it. And then my friend had just bought all these tattoo you know, a tattoo kit yeah. because she w was interested and she just did it. So I was like, so I just wrote in my handwriting, then do it. And oh, so she, she tattooed it. It was like symbolic double speaking of double symbolism. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> uh, it's symbolism, you know, representing my vlog, but also her new venture to tattoo. And it's just like, just fucking do it every yeah. day. Just do it all the time. Dude. When I were on to four after this, but okay. really quickly, I, um, I kind of challenged myself to 
longboard every single day yeah when the weather was warm like i think it was like maybe last summer and my skills increased exponentially yeah and i got to the point where i wasn't even trying to get good better i was just trying to do it every day yeah and it's just it's crazy consistency is key okay thank you so number four it's okay i guess also like piggybacking uh about off of that like don't put too much pressure on yourself too Mm. Like, uh, it's good to work on it every day, but like, if you fuck up and don't, or if you, uh, stop working on it for like a week, just be like, okay, I did that. I'm going to get back on the horse and start doing it again. Don't beat yourself up. Cause like you messed up or like life just got away from you. In an eighties bad boy. Can you picture an eighties bad boy beating himself up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. No, no. they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're pretty sick and slick. Yeah. But yeah, don't like beat yourself up too much if you like, yeah. mess up. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, right. Keep yourself healthy. Yeah, yeah. Just take it. I don't know. Just take it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, five. Okay, fifth one. One more. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, work with good people, you know, and just like create as much as you can. I that's think creating key. stuff is great. That's key. Work yeah. with good people. Working Cre- with good people. Creating great. stuff, creating good stuff is great, but cr- I feel like creating good stuff only comes with good company. Yeah. So I speaking agree. of that, thank you for this episode. Thank I'm you. I'm excited for to me. work uh, with Cole Steele. I'm oh, excited dude. to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm so excited to work. I with you think guys. about it often. <laughs> so we have a lot of projects on the burner, but I think about that often. I am very excited to work with you guys. Yeah, dude. Same, same. And um, so remember when I said. Speaking of questions that are unanswered. Okay. Yes, I, I do. don't want to be that type of podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe you did answer this and it's just it, you answered it in a way where it didn't it didn't ring closure to me. So, okay. for the listeners out there who can um relate to that. My question of the day was about the any machine and your yes. answer was brilliant, but then it's kind of sparked a conversation that kind of you know whirlwind avalanche into yes. the episode yeah so i'm also trying to use more descriptive language because i have a writer on the show avalanched uh i I've, think that's I a great never phrase used that. that's very cool thanks uh, man i liked it thanks. i thought you use it well thanks i'm here i am seeking your approval <laughs> so my question <laughs> of the day was it. any machine and it, and your answer was really brilliant in that we look at the past, and when, even if we could go back there, maybe the people there don't even want to be there. You realize it's not what you thought it was, and all everything else that you said, I madly paraphrased right there. Yeah. But so, was that your answer? Yeah, I mean, I also said like I love the eighties, are good at eighties, <laughs> but, but oh, right, I do, right, I right, do right, think right. that uh, you know, it's good to just be happy where you're at. So, um, but you'd go to the eighties as what yourself? As like a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah but yourself or a, a different guy who's also a cool guy uh the coolest version of me i could be that's cool yeah so just before we wrap it up in the outro song actually plays okay um so i used to teach after school arts to kids oh that's great yeah i really really liked it and it helped me to develop skills that i'm using at a greater capacity now, which makes me feel really good. And it makes me feel like I wasn't wasting all that time, which, you know, you're not, but you never see those kids again. And working with kids is just like, it's almost like the ocean where they come in waves and it's all the same, but each one's different, but yeah, but it's like, you can't get too attached because you, 
anyway. they're gonna leave yeah yeah exactly man but that's but, still a really cool thing to do i think like working with kids especially with artistic stuff is like great right and it's also it's Speaking of surfing, I love bringing things full circle, dude. You have to act like you're not trying hard, but it's really hard to stay on that wave yeah. of, of a kid, right? To like yeah. to connect with them and have them listen to and respond and respect you, but you're also teaching them and help helping them grow. It's very complex. But the example that I use for this any machine question for the listeners out there that are like, what the fuck is this question about? Is like you could be you could be the the first drop from the icicle when the ice age was coming to an end. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could be yeah. that first drop. In, in terms of like big existential questions like that, I always, I never really go into like the big picture. I try to, yeah. at least where I see life from, in my view, is like try to keep things on like the human uh, point of view where it's like, what can you do to just help people get through their day, you know? You know what? And I'm with you on that. And part of the way my brain works is getting through my day. Think I have to think about what if I was a drop on an icicle? Totally. It's just weird because I just like to see how people answer that, and they usually stick with the human shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as much of a big picture as like a, a small local, like you know, being nice to someone you see on the street, helping people out. That's how sort of like how I like to look at the world. When I first looked at an anthill, because yeah. you remember those weird fucked up things where you could buy an anthill in a glass? Oh, thing? yeah. That is weird. Mind fucked <laughs> me. <laughs> and I was like, still a thing. these things, ants lives like, live like this? Yeah. What would it like to be an ant? What would it like to be a grain of sand in that on that ant's head where you're just carrying it around? Yeah. I don't know, man. So anyway, thanks for coming on. You're a boss. Thanks so much. Do you want to plug anything? Me. Uh, yeah, uh, follow my podcast at Songs for Help on Instagram, uh, or on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, I'll be at a show at the Starliner in Williamsburg, uh, next Wednesday, the 31st at 9 p.m. Come to that. That's pretty much everything, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. bad boy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's great. Chris, you're awesome. You too, man. Should we end with a clink as well? Oh, yeah, let's end with a clink. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.